Well, good morning. Thank you so much for tuning in this live broadcast, and welcome to the Remnant Warriors. Welcome to Gideon's 300, those who are willing to stand for righteousness in this hour. Um, so, how are you? How's how's everything going? You're the early risers if you're watching this live. It's, it's pretty early here in the uh, States right now. But um, anyways, guys, I, I just uh, wanted to encourage you a little bit. Uh, for those of you that are still praying and believing that God is not done with America, thank you. Thank you for being willing to fight like our, uh, you know, our forefathers that fought for freedom here in the United States that weren't uh, a bunch of uh, people that just cowered to the red shirts. You are the people that are willing to stand for righteousness, that are willing to stand for freedoms, inalienable rights. What are the inalienable rights? They're the life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness. We should be able to, uh, those aren't given to us, by the way, by government. Those are given to us by God. That's what our founders believe. They're given us by God. And so um, there's still uh, many, many people right now that are fighting for our freedom, that are fighting for what just happened in 2020. They're not giving up. Um, many, many people, many efforts have mobilized. But, you know, as we, as we go forward in this time, people ask me, are you still praying for the country? Do you still believe that something might happen? And, uh, yeah, I am still praying for the country, and I do believe something may happen. Now, you know, I, people say, well, do you still think President Trump might become president again? I do, because I, I, I prayed about it, and I'll tell you, what God said to me was, was kind of shocking. Not really, but... You know, when I prayed about if we'd ever see President Trump uh, as our president again, God just reminded me that he's the one that chooses the leadership, not us. He allows certain things to happen, but he also responds to the prayers of the righteous. And what he was telling me is is that just like David, and I think I said this in a past uh, live stream, but just like David, President Trump has the mantle of leadership, has the anointing of leadership. So... That's why it's kind of confusing to saints that are looking and, you know, they're, they're wondering what's going on because they see Joe Biden and they're like, this guy doesn't seem like he's, you know, authentic, like he's real. Is he really the president? Is he really? And I said, God, why are so many people questioning if Joe Biden is the president? I mean, clearly, this, you know, clearly this guy is, is president of the United States. I mean, are we, are we to doubt that or are we not to believe that? And God said it's about the mantle, the mantle of anointing, which is on President Trump, not Biden. And so what do we do? Well, it reminds me of the Kim Clement prophecy of two presidents. I have to say it does remind me of that. But, you know, I, I want to look at this through a lens of, of real clarity and sobriety and not uh, just say things to say them. As I always say, I don't want a short-term relationship, but a long-term relationship. What does that look like? That means that we don't give clickbait or say things just for hype or say them just because we, you know, we want people to share, you know, video or whatever. That, that's foolish. That's a short-term thing, and there's no longevity in that. So what we want is we want to be, you know, speaking truth and, you know, things that are credible, that are verifiable, and that's why I haven't gone down a lot of the rabbit holes you see many other people going down. But that being said, I still do believe that there's more to this story. And so people say, well, why do you believe that? You know, I believe it because I've had many, many conversations over the past few months. Uh, this last year has given me a unique perspective and vantage point. I remember certain conversations. 
I remember certain things. And I kind of put all the different pieces together. And in the natural, I think, yeah, there's a very, I mean, it's plausible. And it certainly is something that could happen that there's more to this current story than what meets the eye. Because we have to recall, remember during the Russian collusion delusion, the media was telling us one thing. And the truth tellers and the alternative media were telling us another. And uh, who ended up being right on that? It wasn't the mainstream media. And then you got CNN, you know, this technical director. And this guy's uh, interviewed by Project Veritas unknowingly. And he's talking about how CNN is a propaganda outlet. And uh, they hyped a lot of things. They hyped some things during COVID. Uh, they hyped this Matt Gates story. You know, they hyped things with President Trump. So when you look at all these different things, Operation Mockingbird, the Church Commission, you understand that the media is owned by six corporations, 90%. You know, you look at what these corporations are doing when it comes to Woca-Cola and, uh, you know, Delta Airlines and, um, you know, so many others, Starbucks, Target, I mean, you name it. You know, um, all these companies that are mad about voter ID. Why are they mad about voter ID? What, how does that have anything to do with a corporation? And why would they be meddling in our election process? Well, that doesn't make sense. So now we're seeing, you know, not only does uh, the corporations have a stake in this, apparently, but so does Hollywood, as we've always known. And I think what's happening is in this period of time, more people, people that didn't see it before, you know, maybe they're being awakened by the Biden administration's policies in the Middle East. Maybe they're being awakened by the tax hikes. Maybe they're being awakened by, you know, so many other things, COVID, the vaccine situation. Maybe they're being awakened by watching what's happening with the riots around the country. Maybe they're being awakened by, there's so many things going on at the same time. Freedom's being taken away. Uh, all these different things. And, and, and so we don't know necessarily what causes a person to wake up. Sometimes they wake up from one thing. Sometimes they wake up from another thing. But what we're noticing is this mass awakening. And, uh, yeah, you know, you got the border. You got, I mean, it's just so many things. Child trafficking. So people are watching this. They're watching Harris as she gets on the plane. Doesn't even salute the soldier. What's up, what's up with that? You know, they see Biden who, you know, honestly has a hard time articulating words at all. Uh, doing a lot of the same things, he, you know, this thing with the border, all of a sudden he, uh, he flipped his uh, narrative now, and apparently he's going to be asking Mexico for some help and, you know, some other nations. You know, Paris is going down there, I guess. Well, all he would be doing, you know, he would be implementing what worked for President Trump. So, you know, he does this a lot, like with the vaccine distribution. You know, he said he had some new plan and he was going to be so much more effective than Trump. Well, then what does he do? He goes back to Trump's plan. So, and then he tries to take credit for Trump's plan. Uh, but, you know, anybody that's paying attention can see this stuff. They're just like, what is going on with this whole thing? It seems like the administration has no control whatsoever. Uh, they're, and, and they're infighting now. You know, Pelosi and AOC, they're infighting because you've got the radical left that's really strong, strong holding, you know, strong arming the Democrat Party. And uh, what, what is their platform now? I mean, it's uh, abortion, you know, uh, afterbirth, uh, you've got infanticide. Uh, you know, you got these very radical policies, uh, all this stuff with the critical race theory and, uh, you know, gender uh, agenda, you know, where they're teaching this in the schools now. 
I mean, really radical, radical stuff, guys. And, and by the way, they don't appear to really like our country. Um, you know, they, they appear to be anti-American. They're, they want to teach the children to hate America. Uh, you know, they, they, they kneel for the national anthem. They just seem disgusted. They try to say we're an imperialistic country that's done all this awful stuff. And, of course, we have our checkered past, as, as most countries do. Most, you know, I mean, look, you know, no one's perfect. But the thing is, is that America is still the country. Why is everyone trying to come here? Why are they trying to come here? They're trying to come here because, look, if you've traveled all around the world, you'll know, you know, there's really nowhere better than America. I mean, you know, people argue with that sometimes. They say, well, what about here or what about there? Uh, you know, all these countries have a lot of major flaws. America has, has been, as Reagan used to say, that shining city on a hill where somebody can come here from India or from another country. They can start a business, you know, from Asia, from China. They can start a business. They could be successful from scratch, you know, in a few years and be a millionaire. You know, and that's been uh, the American dream. And, of course, many of the things in the American dream have been attacked. The family unit's been attacked. The, uh, you know, the, they're trying to outspend, I mean, just print money like it's water, you know, and cause uh, the dollar to lose its value. And, I mean, there's many things that are going on that are working against the American dream. But ultimately, America is still a great country, and that's why we're fighting for it. We're fighting for future generations. We're fighting for our children, our grandchildren, but also for our own generation. Because clearly there is a clear and present danger in the United States right now, and that needs to be something that we realize. Like, this is a clear and present danger. There are radicals that are in, intending to take over our nation. They're, they're intending to shut us down. They're intending to censor us and, uh, you know, silence dissenting voices. And, and when you see pastors uh, being targeted, that should be always a telltale sign and very concerning. You know, when, when pastors become outlaws, <laughs> When pastors are targets, that's when you know you got a problem. And uh, we have seen that, not only here, but in Canada, we're witnessing that as well. So, you know, then the, then it begs the question again, well, you know, is it done? Is everything hopeless? And I would say no, that's not the case at all. I think there's a lot of hope. And I think that what God is wanting us to do is to stand up and rise up. Imagine, I always say, imagine if the church truly were to awaken and to mobilize and to be the church. I think that's the devil's biggest nightmare is that the church would understand and know our authority they would you know that we would awaken to understand the power that we have in intercessory prayer the power that we have to to you know take down strongholds and uh and many people ask me they say well you know will you talk about uh the taking down of strongholds will you talk about uh taking the territory we talk you know what does that look like how does that happen you know i'll give you an example when we were in los angeles you know we were stones throw away from hollywood and I had a lot of involvement in Hollywood over the years. I was a child actor, and then, you know, later I went back to Hollywood as a minister. Uh, but, you know, in between that, before I got saved in my late teens, early 20s, I was in Hollywood, you know, partying, you know, and, and, then, and then later God redeemed that. And uh, I went back. It was like somebody that would be, uh, you know, who flipped teams. You know, you're on one baseball team, then you flip the team, and you knew the other team's uh, whole other plays. That's what happened with me is when I went back to Hollywood as a, as a born-again Christian, you know, who's been saved, set free, healed, and delivered, and anointed, you know, going back into Hollywood, you know, God showed me so much about the whole spiritual structure and, uh, and all the demonic stuff that's going on there, too. And so somebody asked, they said, well, how do you go in and, you know, take a territory for the kingdom of God? How do you bind and loose and do all those things? Well, I mean, that's a great question. I'm glad that you asked that because it's something that we need to do. You know, we used to go and pray over buildings. We used to anoint them with oil. 
you know, go and map out the area in prayer. You know, we drive around and just pray and and uh, and ask the Lord to give us, uh, you know, dominion or you know, in the spirit, the authority to take that territory. We would pray against uh, certain entities there, like the Hustler uh, building and all the different things that you know, the pornography and the different things. We would go in there, and we would and we would really map it out from a spiritual standpoint. And people say, why do you need to do all that? I mean, you know, it's just it's just a um, it's a procedure, if you will, where you know you're going into the territory and you're doing what the Bible says when it comes to you know the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. You know, the battle is not against flesh and blood, but against strongholds and principalities. So when you take a territory, you know, you're going up against the strongholds and principalities. Now, do we have authority over those things? Yes. We do, and the reason why we do is through the blood of Jesus and the anointing of the Holy Spirit that lives in us. When we accept the Holy Spirit, you know, we accept God in our heart. We accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior. So uh, I, I talk about this a lot when it comes to, um, there's a scripture that says, I know Peter, I know Paul, but who are you? Well, you never want to be a who are you, right? You always want to be a Peter or a Paul. We want the demons to know who we are, and in order to do that, you've got to walk out a consecrated walk you know, you gotta you gotta be a truly repentant Christian. You gotta be somebody that's accepted Jesus in your heart as Lord and Savior, and you're also repenting and turn from your sin and unrighteousness. And if you do that, you get a certain authority that comes with that by the anointing of the Holy Spirit. So once you have that anointing, and the demons know, and the and the and the devil knows, you know that you've walked away from a lifestyle of sin, you become a threat. You flip teams, and that's of course the devil's greatest concern greatest fear is if the body of Christ understands their authority. So we go back to COVID and, you know, all these different things that have happened, assignments from hell. That's what they are. They're assignments of the adversary to, you know, what is the adversary coming to do? He comes to kill, to steal, to destroy, to accuse, uh, to put fear in our hearts. What has this virus done? Put fear in our hearts, taken away from us, stolen. Uh, it's an assignment of hell. And so we have to understand and call a spade a spade. That's what it is. So if it's an assignment of hell, then what tools has God given us? Well, he's given us the, the tools, you know, the, the armor of God, you know, the blessed breastplate of righteousness, the helmet of salvation, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. You know, our feet are shot in the preparation of peace. So what's our offensive weapon? Our offensive weapon is the sword of the spirit. What is the sword of the spirit? The sword of the spirit is the word of God. Who is the Word of God? Jesus Christ is the Word. The Word became flesh, right? So we're walking in authority with our offensive weapon, the Word of God, which is truth, and we're able to then take strongholds, take down strongholds, and to go in there with a, a certain spiritual authority that's been vested in us by God as we've accepted Him in our heart, and, and we, we get anointed. So when you're anointed, what happens? Well, the anointing breaks the yoke. And what we're dealing with is the yoke of the enemy, the, the attack of the enemy, the, the demonic. So back to I know Peter, I know Paul, but who are you? So we're Peter and a Paul. As a remnant warrior walking in with the authority, you know, like when I marry somebody, I say, you know, I'm marrying you by the authority invested in me by the state of California or the state of Nat uh, Tennessee. Uh, you know, why am I saying that? Well, that, that's because I, as, as a pastor, I've been ordained and licensed, and there's authority that's been given to me to marry somebody. Well, it's similar as a Christian. You know, we have been given authority by the Holy Spirit, which we've invited in our heart, to take the strongholds down. You know, to take the, what our battles not against flesh and blood, 
but against strongholds and principalities. So why is it the devil's biggest nightmare that the saints of God would know who we are? Because if we understand the authority that we're able to walk in and walk in that anointing, then really the sky is the limit because the Bible says that, you know, when Jesus was walking fully God, fully man here on earth in his ministry, what was he doing? He was, he was casting out strongholds. He was, he was healing the sick. You know, he was walking around with the authority of being God. And what did he say? He said, well, we would be able to do not only the things that he was able to do, but also even greater things. So here we are in 2021. God allowed us to live during this time period. You know, we're dealing with strongholds. What are the strongholds? Well, they're trying to take down the family unit. They're coming against God. The spirit of Antichrist is pervasive in our land. We're seeing a rising. They're going against the family unit, against God-given principles of the Word of God. They're, going, they're trying to put fear in our hearts. They're trying to make us feel like we're defeated. So, so as we look at the current situation, with those things in mind, okay, with those things in mind, let's look at it now with a different perspective. So, yes, okay, we're in a pandemic, right? Or, you know, many of us believe it's not really as bad as what they're saying, but nevertheless, they're saying it's a pandemic, right? So let's just go with that. So we're in this pandemic. Well, wait a minute. Who did I just say that we were according to the Word of God? We have authority to cast out strongholds, to, to, to take down the demonic. That's why they know our name, because they're scared of us, right? Why would they be scared of us? Because we're walking in the authority of the Holy Spirit, the name of Jesus. Demons flee in the name of Jesus. So think about that. Demons flee in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So we're walking in that anointing, and all of a sudden the big bad coronavirus isn't so bad anymore. Because we understand who we are and what we're able to do, and so does the devil. And by the way, his minions here on earth also get that. And that's why we're a threat. Why are we a threat? We're a threat because they know what we're capable of by the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit. They know that. So with them knowing that, they're just waiting to see, well, do, do they realize it? Do the Christians realize it yet? Because if they realize it, we're done. And that is where we are at, my friends. As more people wake up, pray, the prayers go up to heaven, okay? The prayers go to God. And what does God do? He responds to the prayers of the righteous. So that's why we can't look at this from natural eyes and think, oh my gosh, I'm done. Because there's a lot of people that just want to declare it and say, we're done. Well, wait a minute. No one, no one told me we're done. Anybody tell you we're done? The only one that's telling us we're done is the liar, the adversary, the accuser. He, yeah, he wants us to think we're done. But I, I haven't been told by God or the Holy Spirit that I'm done yet. In fact, what I read in his word is he says that he's anointed me for a time as this. What I read in his word is he says he'll be with me even until the end of the age. When I read in his word, you know, he says that we're going to be able to take down the, you know, the strongholds of the territories. So I haven't read that we're done. I, I read a lot of bad things are going to happen. I read the book of Revelation. I know that the tribulation is coming and, you know, all these different things are going to happen. That I understand. But I also read the authority that we walk in. So when we get this, and we start to really take dominion, there's that word, why don't we take dominion instead of being controlled by a, an algorithm called dominion? You ever think about that? I mean, the devil is so out there right in our face. He's right in our face. Yeah, I'll even call this thing dominion, this thing that's meant to put you into captivity. I'll even call it dominion. That's how blatant I am. That's what the devil's saying. That's how blatant I am. Here you go. You want, to, you want to see how blatant I am? Here you go. I'll even call it dominion. So what do we do, saints? Do we say, okay, I guess we're done. That's it. Or do we realize this and recognize it for what it is? Say, yeah, this is, this is a assignment of hell. 
And then we take back the territory for the kingdom of God, right? In the name of Jesus, by the power and authority of the Holy Spirit. So that's what we're going to do. And that's what we are doing. So thank you so much for being a remnant warrior that's willing to stand, that's willing to say, yes, I'm going to fight. Yes, I'm not going to give up or give in or back down. You know, I'm not defeated. I'm not done. I'm not going to let discouragement take root in my heart. You know, I'm not going to just allow people's words to rule me or tell me that I don't have any authority and that my life is over and that's it. Our nation here, what about our nation? You know, you see these great speeches. I put one up by, uh, from General Flynn. And, you know, he was talking about all these things about our country, you know, and it was a great speech. You can check it out on the Todd Coconut podcast. I put it up yesterday. You know, those are the things we need to be focusing on is, is that, okay, you know what? We suffered a little, a little defeat here in, in the momentary, but is this going to be a lasting defeat or are we going to be able to take this back and overcome? Well, there's many instances in the Word of God where the saints of God were able to overcome. Why? Because of who we are. Who are we? We're, Christ, we're, we're, we're citizens of heaven. Citizens of heaven? Yes. In this world, but not of it. There you go. You know, I've given you authority to trample on scorpions and demons. Okay. That's who we, who we are. So I'm optimistic, and I just think we need to step into high gear and actually do what we're supposed to do now. That's really what it comes down to, is are we going to do it? That's what we got to do. We got to do it, saints. And that means not letting this discouragement grow root in our heart, but instead take authority in the name of Jesus, by the power and authority of the Holy Spirit, and start doing our job. Because that's what we need to do, is our job. We have a job. We've been given a, an assignment from the Lord. And so, thank you, Lord, for this assignment. Thank you for trusting us as the body of Christ in this hour, Lord. We pray for our nation. It looks as though it's a really grim time. Many are discouraged. Many feel like we may have lost. But I say all hope is not lost because I read your word, Lord, and I know what it says. And I know many of these remnant warriors also know that. And they're also standing, and they're also believing, and they're precious people. And, Lord, you hear the prayers of the righteous. And so we pray for our nation that what was done in darkness will be brought to the light. We pray against the foul assignment of the adversary, and we ask, Lord God, that you would give us favor and that we'd be able to take back this nation, and that we would see a great move of your Holy Spirit where many would come to know you. And, Lord, that there would be a great awakening and a great move of your Spirit here in the United States and beyond. So we thank you for what you're, you're doing right now and what you're about to do. And we give you the glory, and we give you the honor, and we give you the praise. Holy is your name. Worthy is your name, Lord God. You are truly worthy of our praise. And we love you, Lord, and we honor you, and we serve you. We will not be defeated because we stand on your promises, which are yes and amen, hope in the future. So don't give up on America. Don't give up on anybody. Don't give up on a, on a loved one that you've been praying for for a season. Keep praying. Keep believing. Keep trusting. Know your identity in Christ. It's so important. If you, know your identity, if you don't know your identity in Christ, take time to learn it. Take time to learn who the Lord says you are. Because you will be uh, in such a better place if you do that. All right, guys. God bless you. I will see you soon. Never give up. Never surrender. God is with us even until the end of the age. God bless.